Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Large Guys podcast, the best show not on television. I'm your host, Joseph Kirai, and we are joined once again by a special guest. He's coming to us all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. We have the Suplex Assassin, also the MLW World Open Weight Champion. We have Alex Kane. How are you doing, man? Please let the people know how you're doing and what you're all about. I'm, I, like I was saying before we got on here, I'm, I'm feeling a little exhausted, but I will manage. It's actually national open weight. World. Oh, national. World sorry. Sorry, sorry. Hey, 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 it's fine. I wish it was just open weight or just national. One of the two. Pick one, run with it. For sure. What What's it like being the champ? Because you've held that title for a good amount of time now. Have you... Did it take time to adjust being the champion, like waking up and knowing, like, I'm a champ? I guess at the level, at the level that I'm at right now, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't too hard of an adjustment because, I mean, I've held, I mean, I've held belts before, um, but it's definitely, I guess the biggest adjustment is the spot that I'm in now um, and what's expected of me um, and trying to deliver on that every single time, whether it's promo or it's in the ring, um, just trying to uh, deliver on who I am each time I go out there and to get the people to hate me as much as possible. Yeah, and I think that uh, you do a good job. It's funny because like anybody who's ever talked to you, you know, after a show or, or whatever, like when you're not in the ring or mm-hmm. cutting a promo, like you're very likable Person. I am. I am. An, I am. I tell people all the time, like I'm a good heel, but like I'm a natural baby face. Like I am a very <laughs> likable individual. Um, and I feel like even with the MLW crowd, like there are definitely people there that do not like me. I see it all the. I see it all the time on Twitter. Um, but uh, I mean, there are definitely people who are really getting into the whole like Boomaye Fight Club. They be chanting Boomaye. Uh, like when they see me at the merch table, they'll be like Boomaye, Boomaye. And I think it's really cool. So um, I think over time, I will end up winning people over, whether I stay a heel or not. Or they might just turn me, ba- maybe, the, maybe the fans of MOW turn me babyface. We there will you go. see. The, the organic babyface turn. Everybody loves that. Yes. Yeah, that's, how, that's how all babyface turns should be. Exactly. Yeah, I feel that. Um, since we're talking about uh, you and the title, I did want to make sure I ask you uh, about... Um, since it is the open weight title, right? So that means anybody, mm-hmm. no matter anybody what size, can get this work. Can get it. So I got two ends of of the extremes, possibly, right? So the first mm-hmm. one is um, I know Microman just uh, mm-hmm. uh, debuted in MLW. Would you ever, you know, could you see uh, Microman? I would throw Microman from corner to corner, post to post, out the ring to the stage, it doesn't matter. But it, yeah, it would, I definitely, definitely wrestle Michael. I'm telling you, anybody can get it. He can get it. Juicy can get it. Hammerstone can get it if he wants to come back down and get it. Uh, I'll take his belt in the process. EJ can get it. Calvin wants it, but he can't okay. get the job done. But anybody can get it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because I was just wondering, like, if, you know, when you hear Michael Mann and he's been billed as pound for pound the strongest in, in MLW um, by certain promoters. Uh, how do you feel about that? Like, what, like let's just say, like, in, in a, a crazy situation, like, he suplexes you. Like, Bro, I, you know what? I have to take that one on the chin because the place would go, the place would go absolutely bonkers. I take that one on the chin. I don't know what suplex he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, I luckily, there's do. a lot to choose from, but there's, yeah. there's a lot to choose from. I don't know what he's gonna do, but I mean, if he can figure it out and uh, get me in the get me in the right position to do so, I mean, yeah, we'll okay, see what cool. happens. And you you also did bring up Juicy; he was just signed, and he's kind of on the, the other side of that. He's like a super heavyweight. Do mm-hmm. you think you could um, suplex him? I've suplexed dudes bigger than him. Okay. He could definitely get suplexed. All right, dope. Yeah, and of course, you know everybody who watches MLW has seen your rivalry with Calvin Tankman. Um, right, maybe Calvin. Which is still, you know, ongoing. So I, I'm definitely interested to see, uh, you know, how the next chapter of, of that story is written. The next chapter of the story is Calvin losing again. The next chapter is Calvin coming up short. Cause that's what Calvin does. He just comes up short. He gets too in his head. He gets too angry. 
and I capitalized. Do you think now that he is a tag team champ that maybe the Bumaye Fight Club might try to take their titles? You daggum right. I'm trying to win every belt in MLW several times. I want to hold all the gold. I need to walk out like Triple H in, in, uh, yeah, in 2000. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, so I want to uh, take it back to um, the beginning of your career. Yes. Um, you are, you know, most notably trained by um, one of the, you know, in my opinion, one of my favorite wrestlers, one of the best wrestlers still out there today, and I know that you would agree with that, who I actually looked up his age. He's surprisingly not that old, but he's been on the scene for a long time, but you were trained by mm-hmm. AR Fox. Um, so just tell me how that came about, because uh, I'm sure there's a story that goes with it. Uh, so I was, so I didn't graduate college. Um, and I think it was in like my junior, sophomore, junior year. I can't remember the, which one. Um, and I was in a, a class and I was looking up wrestling schools, like before, I think, before we were about to leave, because uh, it was our like finals or whatever, we were just waiting to get released. Um, and I was either, I was looking at either it was either going to be Robert Gibson School, which no longer exists, but um, or the WWE four. Um, and I saw Austin Theory on there, and I'm like, well, they are producing dudes that look like this. Like I want to go here, and I saw they did like Thursday shows, so. I think it was the week after, or maybe the following week after that, I went and I went to one of the school shows. And then like, it was, it was just like the atmosphere of the place. Like all, like all the students, like, I think there was a graduation match happening that day and all the students were around the ring, like hyping the match up and cheering everybody on. Um, the crowd was pretty nuts. Um, and I was just like, I have to like, I have to be, I have to be a part of this. Um, so I didn't get to talk to Fox that night. Um, so I came in a few week, a few more weeks later, um, trying to like sign up. And you know, uh, Fox came into the lobby, and like, <laughs> I hope people get this feeling when they see me. They probably don't, but I hope that they do one day. But like, you could instantly feel that he was something serious like just and he and like he's like the most chill person on the planet like uh extremely humble like um it's always funny when he's like uh when he's like tells us something it's like i'm i don't i'm not trying to put myself over but and then he <laughs> says what he needs to say um but like he was just like super super chill and he answered all of my questions um and i i think that day uh he he gave this was a guest pass or whatever. So I actually got to get into the ring. We didn't do anything but like rolls or anything like that. But like, I took my first roll or whatever, did the little drill. And I'm like, yep, this is it. I'm doing this. This is where I need to be. Um, and I want to say, what was that? Like, that was probably like a Wednesday. I think that next Monday I signed up. Um, and like, he didn't waste any of my time. It wasn't, it wasn't, he was on zero bullshit. Um, and like, we just got, we got right down to the nitty gritty of it, the basic stuff. Um, and I started picking it up pretty quickly. Um, and he really like took the time, um, to work with me one-on-one, which was awesome. Um, like he was asking me like what my background is, which is amateur wrestling. Um, and then like, he would like, he watches so much wrestling. So like, and he's wrestled everybody out here. So he would like suggest things for me to do or whatever to, you know, add to my moves, to add to my character. Um, and I think it was only like six months until I debuted, um, on the show, I wrestled him in my graduation match, um, which was the most nerve wracking experience of my life. Uh, because he threw everything but the kitchen sink at me um, just to see if I could keep up. Um, And I think my second match also was against him also. Um, So like, he really, he really like, he really had a hand in like more like, yeah, he's my trainer. He really had a hand in making me who I am today. That's really awesome. Um, Yeah. I, I actually agree with you um, on like being around Air Fox, I've only been like near him once. And that was a 
most recently at For the Culture. Mm-hmm. I was sitting, um, you know, in my seat, and then he walks up with his wife, and yeah. I'm just like, like just shocked that he's there, mm-hmm. um, and like he's just he's holding his Starbucks with his wife. And I think his wife caught me just kind of like staring. So I just had to like look away, but like, I was comfortable going up to basically every wrestler that like I wanted to meet that weekend, mm-hmm. except for him. Like there was just something where I was like, I don't know if I can, I could talk to AR Fox right now because. Man, he's, um, he's so, he's so chill. He's so yeah. chill. And I, I mean, I, I noticed that too, because like when I left the venue, he was like smoking the fans. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's the first person uh, on the indie scene that I ever like watched wrestling. Same. So like for me, I, I saw him and, um, and Apollo Cruz, who was under a different name at the time, but that was like the first indie match. Never heard about indie wrestling before. That was like the first thing I ever saw. And mm-hmm. For that, I was like, man, this dude's a legend, like, already. Yeah. Like, first time I saw Lomain Payne, I was like, that's, I'd never seen that before. Um, have you ever tried that move, by the way? I know nope. Austin Theory's been using it. Have nope. you ever tried it yourself? Theory and Fox can have that. That is yeah. not in my wheelhouse. That is not an interest to me. I envy Fox for the fact that he can just run up and just do that so effortlessly. He can just dive out of the ring, like, effortlessly and he's like he it's not like he's like doing it and then he's going here like somebody does that he literally jumps from the from the from the mat up a whole body over the top rope every mm-hmm. time effortlessly it's crazy have you ever at least taken the move has he ever been like hey like let me mm, no i haven't ever taken the move and you know some like some days i ask i wonder why but yeah no i've never taken it Okay, yeah, just out of curiosity, because you, you did say that he's suggested, you know, things or things you can mm-hmm. add. I was just wondering if maybe he threw that out there or something similar, like off the top rope. Uh, I mean, I've taken his 450, but that's about it. But I've never taken the low main pain. One day. Maybe, yeah. Hey, you never say never, right? <laughs> um, okay, so just moving on. So we've uh, talked a little bit about, um, you know, your career. But you know, nowadays you uh, actually have your own fight club, right? It's the it's the Bumaye fight. The fight Bumaye club. Fight Club, the yeah, most dominant you, team in MLW. There we go. There you go. Can you um, just kind of explain a little bit about like, you know, why you wanted to form your own fight club? I know originally uh, you came into MLW as part of ATT, um, but also just what Bumaye and and what that means to you and and why it you know it's a part of you. Uh, so yeah, I came into MLW part of American Top Team, um, and uh, be I guess with Dan, I Dan he wasn't there like super super often, um, and he was mainly dealing with like stuff on AEW, which is fine, get your money, um, and I kind of felt like you know if he can do this. And run a run a run a run a run a, run a fight team or whatever. I can run a fight team. Um, so like, I started like brainstorming ideas and like looking at like um, just different fight teams throughout the years. Um, and I stumbled upon this uh, documentary. It was a Muhammad Ali documentary. Um, There's like four parts to it, um, and I believe the third, the third like, yeah, the third part of it. Um, was the uh, Rumble in the Jungle, Thriller Manila. Uh, Fra- uh, yeah, no. Is it, it Frazier? I don't know. He's a former. Yeah, I think it's Frazier. Yeah, Frazier and Ali. And the people in the Congo were, tra- were chanting Ali Bumaye, Ali Bumaye. And what Bumaye means is finish him, kill him. Uh, so when they're chanting Ali Bumaye, they're like, finish him, Ali, finish him, Ali, kill him. Um, and I was like, that's dope as hell. Um, and it, uh, it, it, it had kind of like a stint in like Japan, but it's never been used in America. Um, and I was like, this is the perfect chance to, you know, bring, bring, it, bring it to the States um, as like a fight mantra, as something that can be chanted. Um, and ultimately something that'll really get me over. Um, so I, Mo, Mo's been making his money, 
training people, knocking people out. Um, so I recruited Mr. Thomas uh, as my muscle, or what some of the people say, my heater. But I don't. We've all, we always had the conversation. We had the conversation when we first met. I was like, he was like, you don't need a bodyguard. This is overkill. Right. And I'm like, yes, right. this is overkill. That's what we need. Um, so. I mean, my I guess my vision for the Bumai Fight Club is to dominate every division. Like I, I hope that one day I recruit a featherweight. Um, if me and Thomas got to be the tag team of the group, cool. But I would like to recruit a tag team. Um, maybe even have a super heavyweight in there. You know, just expand it as much as I possibly can. I would like to have somebody from every fighting style in the Bumai Fight Club because um, I'm looking for MLW domination. For sure. And yeah, world and I, domination, actually. There we go. Yeah, e even bigger. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, it's you and Mr. Thomas right now, but, like, is there anybody you have your eye on that, like, hey, I'm talking uh, this person? Now. I have my eye right now on Jordan Blade. Um, okay. She is an independent wrestler right now on the scene. Um, she is a shooter, um, and I love a good shooter. Um, we wrestled a few weekends ago. Um, I beat her for the uh, heavy hitters title at Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Um, but she is definitely somebody I have my eye on. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I would love to see just how big um, the Bumaye Fight Club can be. And definitely would re be really cool to see, you know, more people added. Obviously, you and Mr. Thomas are great. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I mean, definitely would like to see what the uh, potential of, a you know, expanding the Fight Club could be. So that's really exciting. Um, would that have to necessarily be just through MLW or is the Bumai Fight Club, you know, beyond, uh, can it go beyond that? Oh, it can definitely go beyond that. And I'm slowly trying to uh, find the best way to bring it onto the scene. Um, I, just, I don't want to just be like, oh, boom, here it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do it the right way. But yeah, I definitely want to bring it onto the independent scene. Awesome, awesome. All right, so... There's something that you um, tweeted about fairly recently, and you, you talked about how um, if if wrestlers don't know how to, um, you know, tell stories, then they probably shouldn't be in the ring or something along those lines. I'm I'm paraphrasing, um, but I I know you. I think it was more. It was probably more of something like storytelling definitely makes your life a lot easier, and it definitely does make your life a lot easier. A lot of guys will go out there and they'll just run spot after spot after spot after spot. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, why am I, why, why, why am I not getting over? And it's because anybody can do a spot or whatever, but not a lot of people can get people invested in who they are, getting them invested in their match. Um, because once you have them invested, it's not just a move to do a move. It's like, oh, is this guy going to win? Oh, is this guy going to lose? Um oh, that was devastating. Like, it adds so much more drama to the match. And that's what professional wrestling is, in my opinion. It is storytelling. It is drama. Um, so, like, you don't... I always tell the guys at the, at the WWE 4, it's like, you... I, like, I think about wrestling in a video game aspect as far as, like, selling and, you know, when to take time, when not to take time, when to move, when not to move. Um, but wrestling is not a it is not a video game in the sense of you need this big ass fucking move set um you because you don't like if you look at like austin rock taker like any pretty much anybody from the attitude era like they only had like four or five things that they that like signature things that they did um and they did them every match and i like in more or less, like, WWE is still the same way now. WWE Superstar is still the same way now, where, like, they they have those things that they do, and they do those things. They may find different ways to get into those things, but those are the things that they're going to do because those are the things that work for them. That's what people are invested in. Um, so if younger guys and even some older guys on the independents could wrap their brain around that and learn to get, you know, just this like group of five things over get these things established um they don't have to do as much you can still have your crazy spots and your crazy moments but like if you have these things established they're always going to be hooked like um it, the the i guess i think the best feeling in the world is when you have a, a an established finisher 
And you could hit that anywhere in the match and people think it's over. Like that, like, or that's like the perfect, like false finish. Like if someone, if you hit him, if you hit something like, oh shit, this might be it. But then the guy kicks out, you get this huge fucking reaction or whatever. They're invested. Um, you know, if you have IWTV, um, uh, Action Wrestling is uh, per- premiering I Am Violence. I wrestled uh, the IWTV world champion, AC Mack. And if you watch that match, it comes on like 10 p.m. or whatever it is, Central Standard Time. Um, but like you, you'll definitely like see what I'm saying in that match if you watch it. But you just you want to have people hooked on everything that you do because then then in turn I think I've already said this but you don't have to do as much um, you don't have to bump a million times to get over like I think Bubba Ray has said that several times and no though I don't agree with everything that he says he is right on that like you do not have to bump a million times to get over you just have to get them invested in who you are and a lot of guys don't know like especially going back to the school a lot of those guys don't know like who they are as characters. Like some of those guys will be like, oh, I'm a badass or, oh, um, I'm a striker or I'm a brawler. I'm like, those aren't characters. Those are pieces to a character. Those are building blocks. But when you put it all together, who are you? Um, So people would start, stop thinking so much of moves and start thinking more of character. And then you know, the signature spots will come and then the investment into a character will come and your life will be exponentially easier. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, you know, you bring that up and I think it's perfect for somebody like you, who, you know, your character is suplex assassin. So like I was bringing up, you know, potential challengers earlier because it's interesting of like the potential of like, imagine Alex Kane just suplexing microman, like (laughs) in so many different ways or, or juicy or, or Hammerstone, or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. It's like... I've wrestled Hammerstone before. And I think the thing I've started realizing recently is, like, as I start, because I've been trying to, like, slim down a little bit. Um, but the thing that I've realized is my gimmick isn't about... Or who, being Alex Kane isn't about um, how big I am. That's not, that's not what it's about. Because there's a lot of guys on the, out here on the independents who are bigger than me, who also throw people. Um, but... For me, it's more of can he suplex this person? How many times can he suplex this person? Like that's those are the questions that I get asked, and that's what people tune in to see. Um, so they're already invested. If I'm wrestling Juicy, can he do it? Can he do it? And you exactly. build a story around that. And then when it happens, or some maybe it doesn't happen. Who knows? Or whatever, you're still invested and you still get some kind of payoff. If I'm wrestling Microman, how many, how far and how many times can he throw Microman? Or whatever. And no matter how much, how far, how th- how many times I throw him, people are invested in the match. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and that's how you build your spots. I think that's that's a really cool thing. And um, I appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of giving us a lot of insight on what you think about that, because I think uh, storytelling, there's definitely an art to it. Just how like wrestling itself is an art. Yes. Um, storytelling especially is an art and uh, not everybody, um, you know, can get it down as far, I mean, I'm not a wrestler, but it just seems like it's something that takes a lot of time to develop. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And like, don't, don't ever like, um, what's, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, think like oh i'm not a wrestler like i can't understand it because like at the core of it it is it is again it is storytelling or whatever and everybody actually let me actually, let me say this like we all grew up reading books we all grew, grew up watching movies tv shows or whatever all of that is storytelling like all of that is pro wrestling in a sense like now to this now right now like my girlfriend watches movies in match structure it's the cutest thing ever but she watches match, she watches movies in match structure um and like how you would watch um what's the last thing we watch into the spider verse is how you would watch a pro wrestling match like okay we're here we're, we're here in the beginning or whatever the good guy is you know he's get he's he's rising up to the occasion but then who, who whatever the villain is whether it's a person or a situation cuts him off 
and then beats the holy hell out of them, whether physically or emotionally or mentally. Um, but then you got to come to a comeback. The baby face gets up. He's coming up. He's coming up. He's coming up. Oh, my God. Yay. Um, and then you got some falsies in there. And then you got to finish, which is the end of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of people ask me, they're like, you like watching wrestling? It's like usually people who like used to watch as a kid and then found mm-hmm. out like, you know, it's not necessarily real or whatever. And they're like, you still watch wrestling? And I was like, yeah. Um, they're like, you know, it's, you know, scripted and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you watch movies? And you watch like, movies, yeah. you watch TV shows. Yeah, Every, it's like, everything it's that you see on television is scripted. Everything that you see on TikTok, uh, sometimes on Twitter, all that shit is scripted, bro. Like all scripted. Exactly. You and like, but even though it's that, you don't like, I wish people would get into their minds. Like you don't have to disrespect what I do because you don't like it. You don't have to like it or whatever. It's not for everybody. I would hope that it's for everybody, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, of course. Um, so like, I'm not going to go and and say that I'm not going to go to a football player and say, um, you guys were pads. Uh, football's not real because I've played football. Um, yeah. It's definitely real. Um, do I... I think I think anything that can be done in a movie can be worked, and I sometimes believe that, that football games are worked. Sometimes, um, yeah, because there is no way in hell that all of because essentially all the NFL is is all the best players from all over the world playing at a high level. There is no way in hell that y'all forget how to play football just because it's a it's a, it's the Super Bowl and you guys are in the fourth quarter and y'all can't y'all you're not fourth quarter first quarter can't put anything together. Like football is still storytelling. <laughs> the storytelling is storytelling and psychology and everything. Um, and I was thinking about this today. I feel like a lot of wrestling fans, um, like the ones that like play, like they're like critics of wrestling. Like you've never done wrestling. Yes, you watch movies, stories, and all this stuff, but you've never done wrestling. Like I feel like a lot of fans like watch wrestling from this perspective of like sport sport and i need wrestling fans to watch wrestling for what wrestling is that's why wrestling's been around for so long um because if it was the ufc or if it was the nfl like it wouldn't i don't i honestly think it would not be as entertaining you would not have these long feuds you wouldn't have these monster matchups like realistically brock lesnar would beat the absolute shit out of roman reigns he would beat the dog shit out of Roman Reigns. But because we're in the world of professional wrestling or whatever, there's a there's a chance to create a story there. Instead of it just being, oh, Brock Lesnar comes in, bang, 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 bang. Roman Reigns is out. He's the champion. Because if that was the fact that Roman Brock Lesnar would just be champion all the fucking time. I mean he is, but he would be he would legitimately <laughs> just be the champion all the time. He would never lose. Basically. He would never lose. He would never lose. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And again, it's it's one of those things that um, obviously for us who are, you know, love professional wrestling in some kind of way, whether it's because you do it or because you're a fan of it, you know, we all kind of understand. And um, it's something that, you know, we all get to connect on and get to talk about. So I really appreciate it. Yes. It's a community. Um, everything you It's a community. You're supposed to come in, watch professional wrestling and enjoy it. Don't be out here trying to critique it the whole damn time. Just enjoy what you're watching. And if you don't like what you're watching, go watch something else. Like there's so much wrestling right now. There's so much wrestling right now. It's not just WWE and, you know, the independence, which a lot of people don't even know exists. Um, it, you got... MLW, you got Impact, you got uh, well ROH, AEW, you got AEW, you got WWE, you got New Japan, you got uh, uh, AAA, um, and the other and the Crash and all those other like different promotions all over the world, all in fucking the UK and shit. Like you have so much to watch. Find something that you like and watch that, but constantly complaining about some shit that is not gonna change because at the end of the day. If a company is doing something and it's working for them and their wallets, why would they change it? Because you're mad about it. Yeah. And why would you watch something you don't enjoy? Like exactly. That's, that's my thing. You're not going to date a girl you don't find attractive. You're not going to date a guy you don't find attractive. Exactly. Or you're not you going to buy like a dog around. you don't like. Uh, no, I feel that. I feel that. I definitely. 
<laughs> feel where you're coming from. I just want to bring it back a little bit. So we talked again about, you know, your character, you're the suplex assassin, right? Yes. There are, I don't know how many, exactly how many ways you can suplex a human being. But um, basically, uh, you know, do you think that you've perfected all of those ways? I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say I perfected them all uh, because there's because if I perfected them all, then like there's nothing to train at or there's nothing to, you know, uh, do. Um, it's yeah. a it's a constant. um it's a constant building of skill and a constant working on technique. But uh, yeah, I have a pretty good handle on on about a hundred of them. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, just off the top of your head, you know, what are your five favorite suplexes that you like, five that you know how to do? That you can this do? is easy. Um, so we'll start from one would be the overhead belly to belly suplex. Even though Rich Holland kind of gave it a bad name <laughs> out here. It is, it, it, is, it is one of those moves you see and you're uh, like, oh, all you can think yeah. about is that one. But I'm great at it. So no one's getting hurt out here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, uh, the overhead belly to belly suplex, um, the T-bone suplex, which is essentially an exploder. But instead of just releasing them, you kind of take them over and power slam them. Yeah. Um, a new one that I came that I came up with, uh, I call it the crossface killer. Um, if you were if the, the move I did to Puma King, that's yes, that's three. Yes. Yeah. Um, the X-Plex, which is a release vertical suplex, um, and my finisher, and my my go-to finisher, the Mark of Kane, which is a head and arm cravat like hook exploder, and it, it looks, it's the craziest look. It's it, one it, of the, it's one of the craziest looks Yeah. Yeah, one that one, it's, it's like, yo, that is not seem fun to take. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, um, what I do with a lot of my guests is uh, we play this game. It's called Rapid Fire Questions. Basically, for 45 seconds, I ask you random questions that have no connection to each other. But it's just a chance for uh, the viewers to learn, you know, random facts about you. Um, are you down to uh, play this short game? Yes, yes, I am. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to put 45 seconds on the clock. And basically, time will start after I finish asking you the first question. Um, okay, so are you an Xbox or PlayStation person? Xbox, all day, baby, Xbox One. I mean, I've played PlayStation, but Xbox One has my heart. There you go, there you go. Um, what is your favorite TV show of all time? Ooh, Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, that is a solid one, solid one. Uh, when it comes to chicken wings, are you boneless or bone-in? Bone-in. Boneless chicken wings are just nuggets. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, and and staying on that topic, uh, do you like flats or drums better? Flats. I figured out uh, the best way to eat flats, and I I'll never go back. I feel that. Um, what is your favorite match in recent memory that you've had? That I've had? My match with AC Mack is actually my favorite okay. match so far. Dope. And my match with O'Shea question. Edwards is a close second, but my match with AC, my match with uh, AC Mack is definitely. Yes, yes those are both super dope. Um, and the last question is, uh, if there's a movie made about you, who would you choose to play you in that movie? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer to that. I don't know what actor out here really like harnesses who Alex Kane is. Yeah. I'd have to get back to you on that one. Okay. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. I've, that's one of those like random questions that I think about all the time. If you had um, a movie made about you, who would play you? This is funny. Okay, so I have, uh, I have because I thought about too. It's like, obviously, for a a movie about myself, it would have to be someone that kind of resembles me as best. You know, that's what some of you know for like the the Ray Charles movie. They you know mm -hmm. they pick somebody, and even though you know Jamie Foxx doesn't look like him, they made him look like him basically, mm -hmm. right? For all these these movies um my favorite actor is michael b jordan so that's my unrealistic like pick for who would play me um i'm a huge uh friday night lights fan that's my favorite show of all time um but if i had to kind of be more um realistic uh there aren't many filipino like actors out there i look very hispanic so i could pick someone hispanic but um there aren't many filipino actors but i would pick dante bosco i don't know if you know who he is I don't, but if you showed me a show or a movie that he's in, I'd he probably... played uh he played Rufio and Hook. Oh, okay. He, yeah, I can see it. 
I can see yeah. it. He's a lot older now. He's like in his, you know, 40 or something. But mm-hmm. that that's my realistic pick. But that's one of those things that I, I don't know. I just think about random stuff. And I like asking people about that. That's the best way to live life, dog. <laughs> think about random shit. Ask questions. For sure. For sure. Okay. So um, you mentioned earlier that in high school, you know, you have an amateur background, amateur wrestling background. You played football. Um, just wanted to kind of touch upon that. And um, I guess obviously the amateur wrestling has kind of formed, you know, how you are as a pro wrestler in some of your mm-hmm. moves. But um, how was your experience, you know, like, doing sports in high school and I, did you say that you played sports in college as well yeah yeah I, I wrestled I wrestled and I played rugby in college okay super dope so yeah what what's what were those experiences like um they were like my freshman's like my freshman sophomore year were kind of rough as far as like sports and stuff goes because I was I mean I was small through a high school but like I was really really small um and it was a lot of like I was a lot of having to like prove myself to everybody else, um, which is, which no, I look back on it now, it's actually kind of funny and it probably made the experience more fun. Um, and then like, then that was both wrestling and football because my freshman year of high school, I tore some ligaments in my hamstring. Um, we, were in the, we were in the weight room. We were, I think we were doing like squat maxes. And I think I had like 215 on the bar, which ain't, which isn't much when I think about it now, but then it was a lot. Um, and I was trying to come up, come up with it. And like my spotters were ass or whatever. So <laughs> I ended up like keeling over and like dropping oh. the bar on the fucking safety pins. And I just heard this loud pop. And then I'm, and then I just like fall back and I'm just like, that don't feel right. Um, so I was on like, I was on crutches for, like a good six to nine months. Um, but even on crutches, I still I still wrestled my freshman year. So on this like par- partially torn hamstring, I'm over here like still trying to wrestle. Cause the only thing I really couldn't do was like fully extend my legs. Like I couldn't right. run or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else I could pretty much do. So I just kind of toughed through it. Um wow. I think my Junior year is when I really found my groove. Junior senior year, um, and then, but I didn't like. I didn't get a scholarship to to wrestle in college. Like I, uh, I didn't necessarily want to go to college. Uh, my parents were like, "Oh, you need to go to college. Go to college. Go to college." I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this. I just want to. I want. I think that's how I want to be like a personal trainer um, and a pro wrestler." But they weren't having that, so I had to mm-hmm. find a reason to go. Um, and Life University, uh, I think they started the wrestling team the year before. Um, and I, I went and toured their campus or whatever. I found a, a fucking, what do you call it, uh, degree program that slightly interests me. But I was really only there for the wrestling itself. Um, and uh, I got to talk to the wrestling coach. And he was like, hey, come up for our freestyle Greco camp. Um, that's when I fell in love with throwing people. Um, nice. Um, and I did that camp, did did the whole thing or whatever. And he offered me a, he offered me a spot um, on the on the squad the following year. Um, so that was cool. And then I did that for about two years. And then I was like, I'm burnt out on wrestling. I can't do this shit anymore. Because wrestling, like amateur, like uh, wrestling is really hard on your body as far as like weight cutting, like having to for go sure. up, to go down, to go up and down, or whatever. Like every week, Pract- right? Yeah, every, yeah, almost every week. And then like practices were always brutal. Um, so I just, uh, not even I decided. Um, the athletic director at the time, he was also. He used to be the rugby coach. Um, he invited some of the wrestlers to come out and play and like try rugby because um, they were trying to like create that. Uh, I guess like the camaraderie between the sports because um, there really wasn't a lot there. Like basketball was just over here doing their own thing. Uh, wrestling was over there doing their own thing. Rugby was over there doing their own thing. Um, I mean, the rest, the wrestlers and rugby players would party together, but that's about it. Um, so um I went out there or whatever and like I this I was like this is fun like like yeah you don't have pads on but once you get past like not wearing pads like it's just it's just like it's just a 
a game of like throw them up, beat them up, essentially. Um, and then I figured that I've learned that rugby is way more complicated than people think it is. Oh. People think it's, it's controlled chaos, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I did that for about a year, and then uh, like some personal stuff some personal stuff came up so I had to stop doing that had to drop out of college um and then I just started working um essentially and then I was like well let me go back to school or whatever and I was like I'm miserable again no oh, fuck this. let me just go do this pro wrestling <laughs> thing because I figured if I keep going um I'm just gonna rack up more debt um and I'm yeah. gonna be miserable um and, de- and the, the depression was heavy the depression was heavy um so I was just like, look, college is always going to be there. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and do and just follow my dream of being a professional wrestler. And if it works out, cool. If it doesn't, then I'm back in school doing some some regular shit. Um, but it seems to be working out for me right now. For sure, for sure. Um, what, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what what were you like pursuing in college when you were there? Uh, when I first got there, it was exercise science. Um, I realized real quick that me and chemistry didn't get along um, <laughs> at all. Um, and then when I went back the second time, I went for business administration, but I really wasn't interested in that. I only, I, I think I started working at Home Depot like a few, like a few months before I actually like enrolled. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be the CEO of Home Depot. Or whatever. Like I had it. <laughs> I had future CEO on my apron or whatever. I would dress, I would dress like a CEO. It was a, it was a, it was a character. Essentially. Yeah. That was your, um, that was your first character. It sounds like. That was our, yeah. That was my first character. Um, so, but yeah, th- those are the two things that I, I went in for. And I think I might, I, I might go back, probably go back. Cool. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, the door's always open. That's the, the cool thing about, you know, school and that uh, for sure. Um, so when I, obviously you're doing, like you said, a lot of pro wrestling and it's working out for you, but I'm sure um, sometimes you just need to like, you know, relieve some stress and kind of like get away from wrestling and kind of like decompress. So like, what are things that you like to do that just kind of helps you like decompress and like relax outside of the ring? Um, I would like normally I'd say the gym, but the gym has just become work at this point. Um, So it's really video games um yeah it's really just video games at this point okay i do like to take walks every now and again you know um but it's really just video games hanging out with my like nephews and stuff like that but yeah those i guess those would be my things to decompress okay for sure um so you're an xbox guy so like what what games are you playing right now um right now i am on and off playing wwe 2k22 um it started off really really fun but now it's just kind of like this is not this is not what they said it was gonna be this is not what they said it was gonna be <laughs> on and off playing assassin's creed odyssey like i finished the main story but sometimes i get on and just, okay. do, and just do stuff um every now and every blue moon i play division two even though i finished the main story there there's always something new to do um what else have you tried Elden Ring? I know that's a big one. I have not tried that. What is that like? Is that like uh I have no idea. So the only games that I play are either MLB the show or Apex. Those are like the only what are, two what are base, what are baseball games like? Are they like are they like what Madden used to be? Like you like you go through like a story mode thing with a character? Um yeah, so for me, I've played all of the sports games. Like, I mean, I have 2k like nba 2k downloaded fifa i have i actually just got um, madden off to make room for the new mlb game but i i love it i think the gameplay itself is probably the most fun it's really difficult like if you can't hit or can't pitch like it's gonna be a long it's the game is gonna feel oh, it's, real long. so basically what they did because i don't i mean i don't know what it was like before because i know like the NBA 2K games used to be fairly simple, yeah. um, like hit a button and go or like flick the stick and go. Mm-hmm. And like the timing was really easy. But over time, like especially at the very the last one that I played, which was like 21, um, <coughs> uh, 
like timing is like you have to be like really you you have to be really 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 skilled or whatever to play yeah like for sure playing the uh my career mode or whatever it requires less skill you still have to be kind of skilled but like a lot of it falls on your overall but like mm-hmm. if you're going to go play in the park like your timing has to be there because it's not not making it and i'll be seeing yep. dudes just green shots and i'm like what is going on here and then i that learned that a lot of guys on lobs and they're dunking on you and yeah you have no idea what to do about it Throwing just throwing just just throwing shots from from half from behind half court. I'm like, what is going on here? Exactly. And I'm like, why can't I do the same thing? But yeah, exactly. no, it's, it's it's definitely um I think the cool thing about MLB is uh yeah, just like it's it's easy enough to like have fun, but like if you really want to get good, you gotta like, you know, learn the skills and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um and they have this thing called the road to the show. And so basically you start in the minor league. Mm-hmm. You can go all the way up to uh, the majors, which um, and you can actually do it as like you can either just be a pitcher or just be like a field player or you could be a two way player and like play the whole game, basically. So I, I think it's pretty decent. I For me, I think the gameplay, I'm not really like Madden. Every Madden game for the last like four years has basically been the same graphics, same gameplay, yeah. same with like 2K. It's kind of like same thing, same with yeah. like basically you're, like, you're playing these games to play with like either like the new rookies mm-hmm. or like people who got better from last season. Like yeah. basically that's what you're doing. It's, it's for the players, but I think MLB is a lot of fun for me. I have, I played it for about like a year now and I've still like enjoyed uh, it. So I might, I might, I might give that a go. I played uh, an NHL game for the first time last that's year. That's a lot of fun I, too. I, like at, at first I was like, this is why is this so damn hard? But like as you kind of get into it, it kind of gets a little it kind of gets more fun. Um, but yeah, it was I think I made I think I made like just a goalie because I felt like that was like the easiest thing to do. <laughs> like all that other yeah, nah, I'm good. No, for sure. That's actually how I learned the rules of hockey. I started oh. playing the game and I was like, mm-hmm. well, now I know what offsides actually is because <laughs> You can't cross that line, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, are there any other like games? Um, like what? What's your like favorite game that you've ever played? SmackDown Shut Your Mouth is my favorite game I've ever played. Um, I still sometimes go back and play it today. Uh, nice. I will, I'll load it up. I'll play. A, I'll play. A, uh, what is it? Season mode or whatever. And I'm still at, just as entertained. I know. I know just about everything that's gonna happen, or whatever. Right. As far as like the the main story goes, but it's just it, there's there's so much freedom, and that's what I think. That's what wrestling games now are like missing. Like 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 WWE 2K22 is cool because they like they put like set stories in there. But like you don't have a whole, you don't have like a choice of whether to do something yeah. or not. Like it's like you can say no, but it's still gonna be here. So you have to come back and say yes to it at some point. Um, yeah. But I like the freedom of, of WWE of the shut your mouth and here comes the pain because like I can I can not compete for a championship. They'll always find some way to try to get me into the undisputed title picture, heavyweight title picture. But I can be like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm just gonna wrestle a bunch of matches. Or I can go in and ask for a title shot for the intercontinental or US title or tag team title and do that. Um I feel like out of here comes the pain and shut your mouth, shut your mouth is more fun for me because you can go you can get in that bitch and be Grand Slam champion. You can win all the belts. Um, at once, I hold them all. <laughs> yeah, um, but here comes the pain. It's kind of like it's kind of like a more watered down version of it. But eh, it is what it is. Yeah, a lot of people say here comes the pain or one of the SmackDown vs Raw games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's like I don't know why people don't be giving shut your mouth the respect it desires. I know you're probably one of the first people I've heard like really show love to it. Like here comes the pain is cool, but it's really just the precursor to SmackDown, SmackDown versus Raw, and it's really it's not as fun as people think it is. I think people are brainwashed. For sure, <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, that's the cool thing about you know wrestling again and video games is that like everybody has something they like, and it's cool. Yeah. I mean, for you, shut your mouth is timeless, so I think it's pretty dope that like you're still able to go back to it, um, and stuff like that. It's it's like anything, like a good show or like even like mm-hmm. a, a good era in wrestling. You know, you know what's going to happen, but you love the, you know, Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression. You go back mm-hmm. and you watch it. So, like, that's super dope. Um, other things that you like. So, you know, what are, um, you know, TV shows or 
movies that you're on right now? I the I guess the one TV show that I am watching like right like right now is Legends of Tomorrow. Um, okay. I think I'm on like season seven now, and like it to me it's really cool because they go back in time and like they keep trying to fix the timeline or somebody will go in and fuck up the timeline or something that happened within that time or whatever that wasn't supposed to happen. They got to go in and and like and like fight and stuff. Um, so I I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Um, as far as I can't remember, what's the last movie I watched? The only one that really comes to mind is Red Notice, and that 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 movie is a swerve. That is a I'm swerve. Saying, I'm saying when it came to the end, I was like, I'm saying they had me. What? Had oh, me. also, we- um, it's the Adam Something Project. Um, it's Ryan Reynolds, and he goes back in time. Um, he goes back in time, and I think he meets his younger self. Um, and him and his younger self like save the world. Um, because I think some ca- some catastrophic event. I think it's, I think it's like global warming. Like like global warming really really kicks kicks the fuck up. Um, so yeah, I thought I, that's more than a good it is now. Too. Yeah, more than it is now. Yeah, the Adam Project. I think that's what it's okay. called. Interesting. Cool. Uh, what about like music? What do you listen to right now? Man, somebody probably gonna give me some shit for this, but most a lot of my playlists now is just a bunch of TikTok sounds. Like I'll hear <laughs> a sound on TikTok, and I'll be like, what's this song? And I'll and then I'll go look it up. Um uh I got heavy, I'm heavy into key glock right now, and then uh and then I guess from there, like I discovered Dolph, but I discovered Dolph after, like I knew who, who young Dolph was before he died, mm-hmm. but like I really got like more into his music after the fact. After. Yeah, TikTok music and Key Glock and Young Dolph. <laughs> interesting. That's that's a very interesting uh, mixture of genres there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what about food? So interesting I bring up food because I, I asked you, when we met at the MLW show um, a few weeks back, I asked like if you're like big into food, food, and you said something kind of interesting that like I've never heard. Um, yeah, I don't like said, food. Yeah, just explain. And you said something about how you, the, the chewing, like what, what? What's yeah, that all chewing, about? like depending depending on what you're eating or whatever, chewing right. becomes monotonous, and like you get a jaw workout. I didn't come here for a workout. I came here to eat food. Um, like I find myself, I have to like remind myself to eat sometimes. And it's just like, it's like eating is like the last thing on my mind, especially eating stuff that you're supposed to be eating is the last thing on my mind. Like when it comes to like fast food and stuff, even then I don't eat a lot of that, but like, like I can be like, oh yeah, I want checkers. I'm going to checkers or whatever. But like, like having to like make the food, it's, it's just like, uh, like I'd rather like, Actually, let me say this. I don't like having to like prepare meals and stuff. I'll snack all fucking day. Okay. But like having to like prepare a meal is just like no. So you're not a you're not a chef in the kitchen type. I no, even I mean I'm not a chef in the kitchen. I'm pretty good at it, but even okay. then I don't want to do it. Yeah, it does take a lot of time. Yeah. So even though you don't like food, I'm sure there are things you prefer. So, you know, especially um you're in the Atlanta area. You know, what are spots that you would recommend to people? Like for me, like I've never been to Atlanta and that's the place that I would love to visit. And um, everywhere I, I think, go, I got to eat, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a super foodie or whatever, but like uh, Atlanta, Georgia has never failed me on wings. Wing, the wings here are great. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I went to this Mexican restaurant. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to send you the name of it because i can't remember it right now but that that was pretty good um what is the place called i think it's called bando which is also like a wing spot um i can't remember exactly it's in atlanta i can't remember exactly where it is but it's like a it's like a trap house museum in a sense like a little little museum or whatever okay they have food and it's pretty good i have a whole like tiktok like like favorite like list or whatever of okay. places i need to go you gotta send me that because i'm yeah. interested yeah um what about outside of like just places that you travel to um are there any spots like that or like cities 
that come to mind where you're like, man, I have some good food here. You know what? I'm uh, I'm kind of lame in that res- regard. Like when I, okay. especially when I get to a city and I'm like I'm wrestling in, like uh, I try to. Go, I normally like eat like what's like. Actually, no. Let me let me not say that. Uh, I think were we in Texas? We were in Texas. The first time we were in Texas, I think I went to In and Out because uh, everybody was saying, "Oh, In and Out's so amazing! It's so amazing!" or whatever. And I went there. It was actually pretty goddamn good. Um, and then also Whataburger. And I think I will put. Hey, yeah, I'm from Texas, so you better, you know, be careful for what you're about to say here. <laughs> I think I will put in and out over Whataburger. Yeah, he, he's just he's like, oh, my God, really? Really? Oh, my God. I don't know if I like this man no more. I don't know if um... I like this man anymore. I will say this. I can understand. Also, I will say that uh, In-N-Out in California is much better than the In-N-Out that you probably tried in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. What did you get at, just out of curiosity, what did you get at Whataburger when you were there? <sighs> like, was it an actual burger? Uh, yeah, I got an actual burger. Hmm. Uh, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, I'd have to, like, find a receipt and see, okay. <laughs> and see I mean, what yeah, I got. So interesting thing, it's called Whataburger, but I'll be honest, anybody who, you know, is from here and goes there often knows that we usually don't eat the actual burgers at Whataburger. It's, it's a weird thing. So there's this menu, uh, it's called like the old fashioned or old, the classics menu. But basically it's like in the middle, like the middle of the menu, if you're like looking up at it mm-hmm. and there's, there's four items, there's the patty melt. There's the barbecue chicken strip sandwich. There is the mushroom burger. I forgot what the actual name of it. And then there's a fourth one that I don't usually eat. But the top two for me are the patty melt and the barbecue chicken strip sandwich. So next time you, next, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I was uh, talking to the hit makers after for the culture about this and explaining it to them as well. The patty melt is my favorite. I, I think it's called the all time classic. That's what it's called. But the patty melt is my favorite item on the menu. It's, I mean, if you've ever had any type of patty melt anywhere, like this is the best. It's the best. And then the chicken strip sandwich is also really good. And there's this thing called um, a honey butter chicken biscuit that you can get on the breakfast menu. But obviously, you can only have it during breakfast time. So mm-hmm. during the day, what we usually do is you sub, you get the chicken strip sandwich but you substitute the barbecue sauce for honey butter. So now it's like a massive honey Ooh, butter. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Sounds and, good. and both of those are on Texas toast and Texas toast is probably my favorite. Yes. Um, Texas toast is definitely for sure. So God tier bread. So what I'll need you to do is next time you go to a Whataburger, try the patty melt or the, with, or the chicken sandwich, whatever you want. And then I want you to come back to me and let me know if, Obviously, like comparing that to a burger from In-N-Out is different, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people prefer what they prefer. So I, I need to know. I'm gonna have to get. Have I'm gonna have to get whatever like the top, the top, I guess, like meal from In-N-Out and the, and that, and you know, have a little comparison there. Exactly there, yeah. Because I mean, if you're gonna compare these two things, you gotta have best. Versus, versus best, yeah. yeah. Best versus best. Okay. Yeah. Not to say that the water, the burgers at Waterburger aren't good. It's just. It's not the I, main attraction. It's not. It's not. I don't know why they. I mean, I think, what for whatever reason, it's not their main attraction. But it okay. is what it is. All right. Yeah, Challenge accepted. Next time, yeah. Next time you you come to Dallas or anywhere in Texas. You I got you. That. I think we're going to Texas in a, in a month or two. For real, okay. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think I'm doing Pell Pro. Oh, that's perfect. That's in uh, yeah. Fort Worth. Yeah. Cool. Let me know, cause I and I can definitely like if there's anything else you're interested in, I can definitely help you out, cause. You I, know, appreciate I mean, it. I have a whole podcast dedicated to food, so you know, I I like to think that I know a little bit about you know, food spots and stuff like that. Uh, I got just uh one more question for you, um, and we're gonna kind of bring it back to MLW, so. You've you haven't been in MLW for too long. It's not even been a year. Is that correct? Yeah, not even a year. I think it's been like seven or eight months. Okay. Um, and in that time, you know, you've uh, again, like we said, you came in with ATT, but since then, you formed your own Fight Club. You are now the 
national national open weight champion i got it right this time um so you know and you've said that now that um you're at a different spot now you know on Mm -hmm. the show than since you came in and that takes a lot of faith that takes a lot of faith from you know somebody like court bauer who obviously runs a promotion and, and other people who have influence um so in your seven months you know what are some of your favorite parts of working at mlw that's the first part of my question and then um you know why should it you know for for other people who are wrestlers that have never come through mlw why should mlw be a, a destination for somebody at some point in their career um i particularly love mlw because like just like backstage like it's it's a very relaxed environment um it kind of feels like like just like locker room wise, it kind of feels like being on like the independence or whatever. And you're there with like your buddies and stuff like that. And um, like everybody, we all, we're all on the same page as far as like putting on the best show possible. Um, and like there's, I mean, I haven't ran into any egos or anything like that. So that's definitely refreshing. Um, and like, there's just so much like knowledge. There's so many people who have been doing this for such, for such a long time. Um, and they're so willing to, you know, give you that knowledge as long as you ask for it or you like show that you want to like learn. Um, so like, it's definitely helped me elevate, um, like my character, my ring work and all those, and all those other great things that go into being a great performer. Um, and then I feel like, like, I think before I signed MOW, like, I always said that that's a place that I wanted to be um, because, like, there aren't a lot of places that you can go, like, especially in Independence, where you, like, you really, like, learn how to, like, work television. Like, that's a skill Very true. Very true. Um, within itself. Um, and, you know, every, like, the office and every court and everybody has been, like, so, like, uh, gracious with me um, because I am still learning. I'm only four years in. Um, so like, I've learned so much, like, like it's, 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 it's kind of changed my perspective on wrestling, which is nice. Sometimes you need a perspective change. Um, and then I feel like it should be a destination for people because like, it is like, I don't care what anybody says. It is definitely one of the top like promotions, top companies out here. Like, um and it like it has like this like underground feel to it like the fans even though they don't like me right now <laughs> you know like me right now like um they like they're re- like they're really like they're really on it and they're really into you know what, what we're doing um and it's just like it's good quality television like you have you have you have people from all different backgrounds all different walks of life all different styles um and i think what does it say it doesn't say it on here. I think there's another shirt that we have, but like we are truly hybrid wrestling. Like, um, and I always believe I I do believe that like styles make matches. Like you could have like a bunch of bodybuilder dudes or whatever doing the doing the do, but like that's that's not entertaining to me. But when you put like a luchador versus like a powerhouse or a fucking high flyer versus luchador or fucking technical guys uh, versus powerhouses, like those make for like a really, really exciting match. It's like Hammerstone versus fucking uh, uh, Davey Richards was a classic. Cause I, I think, and it was probably one of the best matches that have ever happened to MLW. It was just that fucking good. Um, and I don't think that you would get that anywhere else. The presentation of MLW is dope as hell. It's unique. It feels like, I would say it feels like the UFC, but like if, it, if UFC was pro wrestling, um like there's like real like character development um it's just it's just a lot of fucking fun and so it's a it's a really really great place to come and learn or whatever not just how to work tv but to learn who you are um and to really like evolve you know your character definitely and uh my last question is there's been speculation on the show but you know, can you shed some light on like who might be funding the Bumaye Fight Club? Because well, it's been a hot will, topic. You will find out when everybody else finds out. I'm just I'll let you know it's huge, but I can't tell. Okay. You. Okay. 
Um, how, how do you feel about, you know, like you can't even walk uh, backstage without people trying to, you know, ask you. And that's like the first thing people talk to you. So like, it's, is it really what, you know, like what it's made out to be something huge? Yes. It's a, I'm, I look, I'm, I'm a straight shooter. I'm a shooter and a straight shooter. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get you straight. It's huge. And when y'all, find, when everybody finds out, y'all going to be like, what? Y'all going to be mind blown. All right. <coughs> I'm interested to see that. See, that's a big reason to, to tune in. If you want to know what's going on with the Boom A Fight Club, you got to tune in, see what's going on at MLW. Thank you so much, Alex Kane, for um, just taking the time out of your schedule to be here with us for this interview. Really appreciate you. Before you we go me. and before we head out, I'm going to open the floor for you to just promote and plug anything that you'd like to. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at like four, I'm at like four, 4,280 something. I'd like to see 5,000 before, you know, the year ends or more. Um, uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok at Throwing Bodies, um, which is, uh, I really, the TikTok name, I was just like thinking like, I don't want to, I don't want to just have it be a suplex assassin. What do I do? I throw yeah. bodies. Let me just throw in bodies. Um, and so, people really so like that. So, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, my merchandise on MOW.com, which is just pro wrestling tees, but it's mlw.com. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, Brainbuster Tees, um, just Alex Kane, just go on there, type the name in. You'll see me, Mr. Thomas, with the belt. That is, I've got a, uh, I've got Battle Slam Sunday in Atlanta, and then I've got uh, Invictus Pro on the 30th in New Jersey. I'm wrestling Darius Carter, and uh, Darius is a, uh, he he's a little he's a little too overconfident going into this one, and I still have no idea why. <laughs> but okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna lock horns and he's gonna find out real quick that I ain't nothing to play with. Awesome. Yeah, hey, so you guys gotta be on the lookout, man. Alex Kane is you know, he could be at some point in your city if, if no matter uh, where you yes, are bring, in the country. Whatever your favorite wrestling promotion that you go to on a Saturday. Slide my slide my name to that promoter. Let, let them know we want to see Alex Kane in my city. Like like let let them know. For sure, for sure. I definitely want to see Alex Kane working all the promotions in Dallas because, I mean, that's where I live right now, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's just always a, a good time to have you know the best quality talent coming through. Damn and, right. And and you know who knows I I mean I watch uh, VIP wrestling a lot. Shane Taylor is the champion. You know, maybe we see you try to go in and, and throw shit. But I had a I had a Twitter exchange with Shane Taylor. He's way better at I, talking I, shit than I am. <laughs> way better at talking shit than I am. Uh, but I, he, I, it did, I didn't get in my feelings. Um, but yeah, definitely. That's <laughs> definitely a uh, see again. That's the, he he one punch man out here, and I'm throwing people. So like, that's a great like stylistic matchup. Uh, on the professional side of things, there's so much I can learn from Shane Taylor. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a match I want to have. I want to wrestle everybody in STP. I already knocked off O'Shea. Let me knock off Shane Taylor too. And then Khan can get it and Moses can get it. There we go. Hey, that's something I think a lot of us would like to see. Um, but again, thank you so much. Obviously, um, if you are new and you're a big Alice Kane fan, you're coming here because you're such a big fan of his. Um, we hope that you guys continue to rock with us here at the Large Guys Podcast. You guys can um, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube. You can follow us um, at Large Guys Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And we can also be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere that you could uh, listen to podcasts. We're probably there. Um, so we just appreciate all of you guys. Again, thank you to Alex Kane for being here. Um, it's been such an honor and we've had a great conversation. Hopefully, uh, you know, at some point, you know, down the line we can have you on again and we can just continue to talk about some really cool stuff um and be on the lookout for other interviews that i might be having or stuff from our main show with my other three co-hosts um thank you guys so much for watching this video and until next time we'll see you guys and peace out peace